When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Welcome to the family with Alex Brant Bernard Rasmussen. Co host Catherine Brandt. Andy Brant Bernard. Dave Schrader. Dave Schrader with us, a very special guest coming up in just a couple of seconds. I'm going to have to ask her, though, up front. What the hell are you doing, Marion Bob Kroll? What mm. were you thinking? <laughs> <laughs> I've known Bob for 100 years. 100? 100, 100 years. It's true. All right, we'll be right back. Kick things off with Dave Schrader, Liz Collin, the whole family, right after this. Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean. Bryant, what's the latest? Uh, We're just trying to represent people who have been injured through no fault of their own. We're trying to talk to them before they talk to an adjuster or before they take a settlement that isn't something they should get based upon their injuries. How many people are out there in different, not in the law business, that love to run around scaring people before you even get to them? Well, adjusters will want to settle cases right. and they want to close files. So based upon that, they do what they have to. Um, I think there's a lot of circumstances where they probably act as attorneys where they're not attorneys and they try yeah. to explain people's rights or they give them a certain view that if they look at it. And what I always say is this, if the adjuster really truly thinks the offer they made makes sense, they'd have them come see us. You know, And that's exactly my question is you have to understand who has the best your best interest in mind correct well you want to know what your rights are you know whether or not you decide you're going to hire us or not that's a choice it's a free consultation and you want to understand what your all your rights are and what coverages you have and plus the fact i hang out with you so you got to be a good guy (laughs) if i'm hanging out with you Uh, maybe (laughs) (laughs) okay ladies and gentlemen michael bryant bradshaw and bryant Tommy, I never believed it until now, but apparently you're a pretty big deal. Was there ever a question in your mind? Well, you might say I was a doubting Thomas. See what I did there? Yes, how incredibly clever. Anyway, what's your point? Well, last month I was trying to find you a car to replace the Mafia Mobile and suggested leasing a Nissan Altima as it was impossible to find your first choice. I love that Altima, and I'm actually looking forward to checking out the all-wheel drive as soon as it's known. Well, apparently someone at Nissan was listening to us, and at this month, at Coon Rapids Nissan and Burnsville Nissan, we can offer short-term 18-month leases. That's actually pretty smart. By then, the chip shortage will be over, right? Man, I hope so. The only chip shortage I want to hear about is Bilski dumping one into the bunker. (laughs) By the way, for the first time ever, Coon Rapids Nissan was number one in the state, and Burnsville was number two. Your Altima was actually one of the cars that put J-Lo on top. To learn more about short-term leasing, stop into Burnsville Nissan or Coon Rapids Nissan. I'm going to start doing doo-wop. What do you think? We'll get it going. Do what? Uh, you can go ahead and try. Enjoy. Let's see what happens. I know how to do do wop. I'm not what saying I'm sure you're a fabulous do whopper. I'm just do-wopper. wondering if it's something that will take off. A fabulous do whopper, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> well, actually, we were singing along to Rock Baby by Tower of Power on the morning show this morning, so that was good. Nice. That worked out like a charm. Uh, just let me know when uh, Ms. Collins is ready to go. She's ready. Oh, she is? I'm ready. Liz hey. Collin, how are you? <laughs> I'm doing fine. How are you guys? Never been. Okay, we just got to get it out, right? What were you thinking when you married Bob Curl? Come on, Liz. You know, Let's. you know, I heard that already, Tom. And here's the thing. I've been sitting here thinking over this question. How the heck do you answer this? That's a, that's a million-dollar <laughs> question for sure. That's gonna, how's <laughs> Bob doing? Put me on the spot. How's he doing? 
Uh, he's doing well, enjoying retirement. We all are enjoying uh, retirement. <laughs> Bob, Bob can't be blamed for everything, you know? Yeah, Can Bob do. talk to Tom about retiring? Mm, yeah. <laughs> Bob needs to talk to Tom about retiring because this whole woke thing is just spilling over everywhere and it's getting really old, Liz. <laughs> I uh, it definitely it definitely is. I have a lot to a lot to say on that that topic for sure. But I appreciate you guys having me on to talk about the new gig and what we're what we're working on and whatever else you'd like to know about. Well, Liz, I mean, I'm having quite the 15 minute period here because we're having you on, and of course, I've known Bob Kroll for a thousand years now, and. I was just watching television, turning from channel to channel, and there's uh, Michelle Tafoy appearing on the uh, Outnumbered panel on Fox News. It's all a full circle moment for you. Huh? It's, <laughs> apparently it's a full Everyone I've ever worked with apparently is, uh, is famous now, I guess. <laughs> or, or infamous. It, it or, yeah, it could be infamous. Yeah. That's very true. Yeah. Liz, you grew up in Worthington, Minnesota. I love Worthington, Minnesota. God's country. Yep, I'm from... From Worthington, my dad has a has a business there. Uh, loved the place, had a great had a great childhood, and left there to be in TV. Now, Liz, what was I thinking what, on that too? Yeah. yeah, what the hell are you thinking is exactly right. what What are the days again? The Worthington days? It, it's a, a festival day. every. It's Turkey Day. Okay. Turkey Day. The reason I reason I even bring it up, and I'm sure you were a little girl witnessing this, uh, but, but when I was a teenager, I was in a a, a marching band called the Laurelites, and we uh, we appeared in the parade every year. That's big. You're big time. It's big. It's very big. Yeah. There's no doubt about it. Yeah, that, that parade is, is great. They actually invited me back to be um, the guest speaker one year in Worthington for Turkey Day, and was pretty nervous. It's when I first started at CCO. I was more nervous, though, that they make you actually kiss the turkey. Uh, <laughs> slightly mm, disgusting. No thanks. Yeah. Sounds right. sort of bird fluey. I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm like, like this, can't, this is a natural. Um, yeah, but, bird yeah. bigots. Mm-hmm. <laughs> gotta, yeah, we're bird bigots. It. it is absolutely true. You know what's interesting is, Liz, is don't feel like you're alone because this whole political thing is spilling over. I mean, Catherine's got a relative that's had to deal with it. I've had to deal with it. Uh, one of our people on the morning show announced this morning that he's quitting the show this summer because he doesn't want to deal with it. People are walking away from businesses left and right because they don't wish to be treated like dirt. Well, you know, I kind of got swept up in this whole thing, but it is my fault, you know, uh, mar- <laughs> marrying who I, who I married. But that's a that's a whole other topic with just uh, all of the misrepresentations, I guess we'll call them, um, with things that were that were put on Bob. But, you know, he, he's a big, tough guy, so he can handle it. But yep. I'm not sure how, um, you know, his family... And his wife's career and his, you know, stepson got all caught up into it. But it's going to make God, for a great book. So I hope you guys will read it and have me back on talking about that. Uh, <laughs> come on here anytime you want, sister. You know that. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, you know, I, I had to make the, the switch um, after being sidelined at WCCO for the last couple of years. I was an anchor there for 12 years and really enjoyed my position. Uh, but it was made clear to me that there was no real road back. Um, and I was severely limited in what I was allowed to report on. And I'm a Minnesotan. There's a lot of stuff happening in Minnesota that people need to know about. And my heart is as a journalist. And I just thought, you know, if this is what I have to do, explore some other options. So be it. Um, people need to know what's going on in, you know, people already know where I live. People, you know, yeah, they do that, you know, <laughs> they, they know where you live. Out of me. I'm like, what can they possibly do to me now? I've been canceled. So here it is people. <laughs> you know what's amazing about that, Liz? By coincidence, because I did not know you were going through this. I mean, I, I did notice that they had moved you to a couple of different places. Um, but I just mentioned, I believe it was on Monday. Uh, no, it wasn't Monday, of course. It was President. So it must have been last week sometime. I talked about WCCO4 as being the best news channel I'd ever seen because of people like Don Shelby and, of course, Dave Moore when I was a kid. When Dave Moore appeared on the screen, you knew he was telling the truth. What happened to the truth on the news, whether it be radio, television, newspapers? What happened to the truth, Liz? Gosh, it also also a really good question. This is why you do what you do, Tom. Um, it's, it's complex. I mean, we are very afraid, I feel like, in Minnesota especially, of the mob. I mean, I was afraid myself personally. Um, yeah. The mob has, has come at, sure. 
at us uh, again and again, whether on a personal or a professional level. But that's why I became, I'm not a political person. Here's the deal. I'm really not. Right, right. <laughs> I, right I'm a journalist. I'm a truth teller. That's why I wanted to do this from the very beginning. I love telling other people's stories. In fact, I'm so uncomfortable, even just this week, talking about my own. Uh, it's really not my thing. Um, and I, you know, I came to a point where I just couldn't do that anymore. I'm doing stories about COVID where there's sure, you know, sure, there's a lot to talk about there. Um, but, you know, crime and policing, that's that's something I, I have a lot of history in. And this is before Bob, too. He retired early so I could, you know, try to resurrect my career and, and get my job back. But WCCO made cl- clear that that wasn't going to happen. And I also feel like police, in a way, have lost their voice um, through all of yeah. this. And these yep. are the, the people we really need to hear from. They have the training, um, they, they have the background, um, and there's just a lot of folks kind of running roughshod around them without them to be out there and, and defend themselves. Because you know what? They see they see what happens. They, they see what happened when Bob try, tried to d- defend uh, people in the, in the past. You know what they do? They come to your driveway. They make a pinata, you know, they make they (laughs) terrorize your neighborhood for an entire summer. Um, So that message has been sent. But we can't be scared anymore. This is the truth. (laughs) You know, you can't can't be scared about that. My parents, um, I was raised in a a great family. And, um, you know, I I feel like I have morals at the end of the day. Um, I have ethics. So if people want to judge me about where I'm going to work or um, just you know, judge someone by the content of their character and the people that have judged my husband or even myself, they don't know me, <laughs> they, you, no, know, you're they, absolutely you know, right. and they don't, they don't know us. And you talk about, you know, you've known Bob for a hundred years, you know, the kind of guy uh, he is, and I'm not here to, you know, fight my husband's battles. He can do that. He can do that himself. <laughs> yeah, he the can guy, do the that. The guy's got a big mouth. I do know that. <laughs> <laughs> you sound like Catherine now. He's just like yeah. my wife. She's a truth teller. She said it. <laughs> exactly. Exactly, right? Uh, thanks, Catherine. Thanks for backing me up on that. Yeah. You're welcome. Anytime. I'm here for you. Uh, but, yeah, I am, I am just looking forward to bringing a lot of this stuff to light um, that I think people, gosh, we need it now, you know, now more than ever, I feel like. Um, I have a question about just the whole journalistic practices. Okay, so you've been doing this for, I mean, you've been in journalism for how many years? 20 years. 20 years. When did you see this shift into sort of corporate policy running the narrative? You know, I think a lot of it came through the advent of social media. Um, It seems that everybody now has a platform, I feel like, um, whether they use it for for good or bad. (laughs) Um, But it's easy now um, to get in touch with people, to attack people. And I feel like a lot of corporations are so um, responsive to that. They don't want to offend anyone. They don't want to, you know, it's, but you're actually offending people by not saying anything. I feel like, you know, that that's sort of what it, it, it has come to. So I feel like social media has sort of become this pit in a way. And I'm sure you guys have seen that too. I know you have kids and, you know, it's a totally different, different world now. Right. Um, with, with, with that, but I do feel like, you know, partly um, th- that ha- that kind of became a, a a part of a part of things in the in this whole debate. So hmm. another you reason know, my kids never get in a phone. Ne- he's never right. on Facebook. I mean, it's over. <laughs> <laughs> Liz, I tell you one thing that I'm very touchy about with it with the whole political situation in America today, and I tell a story quite often. Lamont Dean, who was a detective on the Minneapolis Fire uh, Police Department, excuse me, he was a a detective on the Minneapolis Police Department when I was a little boy. He was my mother's cousin, my second or third cousin, whatever that makes him. Uh, I admired that man so. He he was a great detective. He was a great cop. Uh, He was a Republican. His best friend was his cousin, my mother, who was an ardent Democrat. I grew up watching a Democrat and a Republican, both leaning pretty hard their way, not as psychotic as it is today. But I watched, I was very, very lucky as a little boy watching a Democrat and a Republican talk about politics and life and the rest of it. Nobody ever got mad. They told each other they loved one another. They hugged and kissed and Lamont went home. And that's that's what political discourse was to me when I was a kid is like, oh, I get to see both sides of the issue. Maybe that's why I'm a centrist today, because I've been a Democrat. I've been a Republican. I'm very, very comfortable being in the middle, just remembering Lamont and my mother, because they got. we need to get back to the center, Liz. This, this extreme edges on both sides stuff is just not working. 
Well, I think a great example of this too, Tom, is my upbringing. My first husband, who I was married to for 12 years, worked for the <laughs> worked for the Democratic Party. Yeah. Um, and, it, and Bob and Joe are great friends. It's, yep. it's yep. this is normal in in our household. I don't know what has happened that it's become just uh, you know so so out of control. But it's also interesting that I could have a job and a career when I was married to someone who worked you know, in the Democratic Party and also worked for the Minnesota Police Chiefs Association as a communications director for a time. Mm-hmm. But then I married a police officer, which, and again, I disclosed from the very beginning before actually even my first date with Bob um, to, to my management. So this was, you know, and I removed myself from, from reporting on Minneapolis police issues. But I, I marry a, a police officer who happens to be a Republican and I, I can no, I'm no longer qualified uh, to anchor this. So it is, it, it is interesting uh, how that works. Yeah, I've got a brother on one side and another brother on the other side, and I'm always like Switzerland. I'm like, please, <laughs> please, just let them like who they like, could you? Oh, God, cry right. me a river. Right. Try living in a house with a Star Wars fan when you were definitely a Star Trek fan. <laughs> That's real conflict. That's that real stuff right there. That's <laughs> conflict right there. I, I just, Liz, do you see from the television side of things, do you see us, it appears to me that this whole thing, and I'm talking about it. Look, Democrats, Republicans, I got no problem with Democrats, Republicans, independents. It's the extremists. I am seeing a lot of signs that, uh, well, like I said, one of the members of the show is going to quit because uh, he just, first of all, the taxes are way too much. Whatever. That part's not important. I am seeing people, well, look what happened in San Francisco. When they kick off three members of the school board in San Francisco because they're too liberal, that is an amazing moment. <laughs> I'll tell you that. Yeah. I couldn't believe Shocking. that happened. But they've gone too far. It's in, well, this, and I don't want to get, I'll, I'll sit back and shut up because I know that Dave and Andy and Alex probably have get, uh, questions for you as well as Catherine and me. But I, this this guy that, uh, sexually assaulted a little girl and now claims to be a woman and this Gascon in Los Angeles, isn't that his name, Gascon? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He lets the guy, the guy's walking free. I in with it. I think he's going to be like at the clubhouse for about nine months and then he's going to walk free after basically raping a little girl. What are we doing? Well, and I think the same can be said of what's happening in Minnesota. In fact, um, today later we're releasing... Uh, a podcast with Crime Watch, so it's kind of Crime Watch in their own words. Um, they have a large following on social media, if you're familiar with their work. But basically, Very familiar. Uh, <laughs> yes, yes. They kind of they kind of tell it like it is, and yes. um, they're so kind to help us at, at Alpha News with with some stories too, and just uh, they're a great researcher and resource. Um, but that's what they are focused on is this revolving door. And they profile these cases again and again. I mean, we're talking about this Deshaun Hill, this 15 year old who is, you know, on a sidewalk near his school, um, Mm -hmm. who is shot and killed last week. And look at the, look at the rap sheet for the person, um, who's been charged in in that case. I mean, it happens daily, uh, Mm -hmm. here. And I think it's past time for some changes and some some actual conversations but those conversations are really hard they're hard to come by when everybody is yelling at each other i will ask one more or just bring up one more subject and i promise i'll back up and i'll listen but liz you got me all worked up now by coming on way to go nobody wants to take my blood pressure right now i I was (laughs) calm cool and collected and here i am and a question (laughs) i have i've already talked to Catherine about this i have this for you dave Andy and Alex, did you see the video of the man walking down the street who punches a four-year-old in the face and everybody who saw it happen just stood there and let it happen? I cannot think for a moment that I would have stood there and let this man punch a four-year-old. He punched that kid so hard the kid flew upside down and landed on his head, basically. Well, the mom tackled him. Right. Yeah, the mom did, yeah, yeah. but the, the one guy wearing the red coat walking by looked at it and didn't do a thing about it. I think everyone's afraid of everybody. Uh, yeah, well, grow a pair is all I got. By a pair, I mean like a <laughs> pair of socks. That's oh, I mean. yeah. I'm <laughs> she goes, oh, yeah. Anyway, I, I just, I can't see Andy or Dave. I know in my, I could not stand and watch that happen. I would have been enraged and I'd probably be, I'll probably get the electric chair. That's what I'd, I'd end up killing the guy. Well, I think I it's too. We've kind of, be, you know, we're desensitized to a lot of this stuff yeah. with uh, with social media and such too. I thankfully have not seen the video, 
Um, I don't oh. want to see it now. So no, no you thanks. don't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I'm the wrong guy to ask. I've got 11 kids. There's been days I've wanted to punch him in the face. Wow. <laughs> That's real nice. <laughs> wanting, Never did. Wanting Never did. to and doing are different things. Yeah. No, true. right. Well, it's, you know, <laughs> I, I, we were at a bar once and this guy, belligerent, drunk, was getting into his girlfriend's face and he was towering over her and cocking his fist up and everybody just kind of uh. stood there and backed up. So I walked out real slow and I got in between them and i just stood there and i'm like man this isn't gonna go well let's just calm down and he goes i'm gonna kick your fat bald ass and i said i'd rather you hit me than hit her because if you hit me at least i have a chance if you hit her these people are gonna kill you so why don't you just leave now before it gets bad and this guy's cursing me up and down and you fat effing this you fat effing that i'm like all right man i'll take it and he leaves and his girlfriend's like i don't know how i'm gonna get home now he was my ride and i go that was your concern (laughs) Yeah, so, sweetheart. There you go. <laughs> yeah, there you have sweetheart. it. Figure out how to dump this guy, would you? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. No question. We need more police presence on our streets again. How many cops do you know, Liz? How many cops in America have stepped away from their jobs? It's in the thousands. I know that. Yeah, I feel. I feel like I saw a statistic recently. Like it was thirty to forty percent. Oh, well, Minneapolis uh, alone. You know, they asked for fourteen hundred police officers this would have been three years ago and i think they're down to like 550 now oh Uh, god but it's yeah it's a a a scary world and that's the thing i mean we got to get at where's light at the end of the tunnel you know what do you andy and alex are they're they're 35 and 33 years old what do you two think of this you're in the, the, the different generation how are you guys handling this by moving far far away (laughs) <laughs> yeah, that's how Andy did it. Andy moved to Worthington. I, I got out of Minneapolis. Worthington is got... looking pretty good. Here's the deal. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Alex, it, was, it wasn't for a long time. They were they had some real gang issues up in Worthington, which just cracked me up. Oh, yeah? I'm like, Worthington's like Mayberry. What huh. do you mean there's gang issues? Yeah. And uh, my my ex father in law was the pastor there in town, and he's like, oh yeah, it's bad up here. So you can't even get away from it in Worthington. Yeah, you know, it's 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 true. Where do we go? We got to we got to do something, guys. Go team. Now, we need to hear about Alpha News, alphanews.org. Uh Liz Collin reports go undercover with carjacking unit for first-hand look at Twin Cities crime. I want to hear all about Alpha News. alphanews.org is the website again. What's it all about, Liz? Yeah, so this was an opportunity as I said as I was just looking at, at you know, something to, to do here here in town. Um, it's an independent news source, so I like that. I feel like that's a kind of the future of journalism in a way. And they really are uh, not afraid to go where other people seem to be. They were all over um, the riots and kind of really gained a lot of followers through that. Um, but they have some, you know, just fearless re- reporters here that are willing to print a lot of things that I think some of the, the mainstream media won't. And um, I, I like I, I like all of that. And I just said, you know, here's here's my thought. We'll do some of these bigger, bigger stories, more documentary form, because I think that's also something that people criticize the news. You know, you spend 30 seconds to a minute on subjects here and there. You don't really have a very good grasp of, of what's happening. So this first piece was about 11 minutes or so. Could have could probably be 20 or 30 minutes, um, which maybe we'll be doing uh, more down the road. But we just really wanted to take a look at, you know, the criticism has been, where are the police? What are, you know, why aren't they cracking down on this carjacking uh, crisis? You, you can call it in the metro. Uh, but there is this task force, the CAT team through Ramsey County Sheriff's Office, the carjacking auto theft team that started about five months ago. So we rode around with them on a few different shifts. And I was just floored at what... <laughs> what they're finding. I mean, they're having you know, 10 to 20 people who are reporting their cars stolen every day, whether through a carjacking or just stolen out of their driveway. And that's just in Ramsey County alone. You know, this that's would incredible. be separate than Minneapolis where it's even, where it's even worse. So we just kind of talk about how they track these down, what they do. Um, and then, you know, if you, if you looked at the report at all, you, you saw that it, it's usually juveniles that are responsible for this crime. Right. Right. On the topic of Alpha News, actually, we have a question yes. from a listener. Um, he is wondering if you can even talk about this, um, the exodus of talent from local stations. Do you think it's 
just the beginning? Do you think it's going to get better or worse? Well, that's what I find interesting is I, I'm certainly not alone. There, there's no. been, uh, you know, many of my colleagues who shall remain nameless, uh, but but feel but feel this, too. I'm lucky in the fact that I married a way older dude. So um, <laughs> I have a little bit more freedom <laughs> in, in where I can, you know, where I can go or work wise and, and such. But um, it, it is really, I think, impossible uh to ignore. And I, you know, and I also feel like, you know, we're talking about the exodus. You have the freedom now to do a lot of make these moves where you didn't before. Uh, for example, this carjacking story, I think they told me this morning that it's been viewed a hundred thousand times already online. Nice. I mean, that's, that's great. People are watching that more than, you know, a, a news channel or something. So that's just, it kind of goes to show that, you know, you can tell these stories, they still can get out there. Maybe it's not the, um, you know, medium you envisioned, you know, yourself in for life, but you guys know the, the, you know, the the opportunities uh, are certainly there. It's interesting. So Alpha News started not too terribly long ago, and there's another one called Saban, Saban Journal. Do you know about that one? Oh, yeah. Suhan Journal? Suhan? Maybe it's Suhan. Yeah, I'm... I think I'm blanking on the, the name too, but yeah, that's same thing. It's independent, independent reporting and they've turned up a lot of good um, things, I think too. Mm-hmm. I do have to ask you a question about a, a, a story I read on the show this morning. I never thought I'd see it, uh, see this, but uh, CNN last night or early this morning, I don't remember which one it was when I saw it, CNN reported that Barack Obama was wrong and Mitt Romney was right about Russia. Huh? I almost fainted when I saw that. It's like, what? God, maybe now that Jeff Zucker's gone, CNN can return to a little bit of truth. That I've dealt with Jeff Zucker. Do you ever deal with him? Me? No, no, I'm not. Oh, oh Liz. Oh. I'm the greatest thing that ever happened to the world. I want you to know that, Liz Collin. My name is Jeff Zucker. God, what a puke. Uh, anyway. great, great impression, I must say. <laughs> yeah, it's really accurate. Yeah, no doubt. i got to take really, a quick really break. Yeah. Is it okay if we just come back in about two minutes? you got a, you got 15 more minutes, do you not? No problem. I'll be here. Excellent. We'll be right back with Liz Collin. The 2022 Bloomington Boat Show is here and going on now. Get out of the cold and into a 25,000-square-foot heated showroom at Dan Southside Marine. A huge inventory of boats means the best deals of the year. Over 60 boats on display from Premier, Avalon, Berkshire, Alumacraft, and more. Explore what's new for 2022 at the Bloomington Boat Show at Dan Southside Marine. Six blocks west at 35W on 98th Street in Bloomington. Visit BloomingtonBoatShow.com. Hello, I'm Brad Huckle, President and Chief Lending Officer at North American Banking Company. And I'm Mike Bilski, CEO at North American Banking Company, Bradley's partner. As a locally owned and operated community bank, we work with a lot of multi-generational, family-owned businesses. Take Raymond Auto Body of St. Paul, for example. Four generations of the Slomkowski family having successfully run the business. When they were ready to expand, we helped them acquire a new building, allowing them to service more vehicles in their state-of-the-art shop. We've also helped them set up the next generation of owners, keeping the business and family for years to come. Tom here. If you want a family business like me or any business, you should be banking with Brad and Mike over at North American Banking Company. I know them and trust them with my banking. Every time I deal with them or their team, I know I'm working with experienced professional bankers. Sounds like we really won you over, Tommy. Well, let's not get crazy, Brad. Seriously. Why not bank with my banker, North American Banking Company, a better banking experience member, FDIC, and equal housing lender. You all have helped build MyPillow into the incredible company it is today and have trusted in Mike Lindell to give you a great night's sleep. Mike's latest incredible deal is on the Giza Dream Sheets, which you've heard me rave about before, that's for sure. These sheets are made from the world's best cotton, Giza. They are ultra soft and breathable, yet extremely durable. Right now, the Giza Dream Sheets at its lowest price ever. These sheets are 60% off, coming in as low as $39.99 with promo code TOM. That's our sneaky music right there. Uh, coming back, I just thought of something that if I ever am walking down the street, if I'm ever allowed to walk down the street in downtown Minneapolis without getting accosted, 
that would be nice. But if I look through the window at a cafe and I see Alex and Cassie and Catherine and Liz having lunch, we know it's the I'm married to an older guy lunch. That's great, Liz. (laughs) (laughs) Now, that would be a fun lunch, you know? Yeah, <laughs> think of all the things we can talk about. Dan's, Dan's, like Dan's, Dan's, Dan's four years older oh, four than me. Years? Let's not get yeah, he's wild. four years old. Yeah, but I mean, I actually will like tell you a funny story. Twills. You guys may enjoy this. Um, so this <laughs> my son, my son was younger. Um, he was probably four or so at the time, and he crawled into bed um, with us on a Saturday morning, and he started rubbing Bob's face, and he said to me, "Mom, I think it's time we put Bob in a nursing home." <laughs> what? Even he recognizes the same thing. Wow. That's wonderful. Bob Isn't needs to go. Bob needs to go. <laughs> I think it's time. Oh, God. I wish I'd have uh, been there to see you. I think. Yes, from the mouth. Oh, yes. A few good Funny. years. Liz, I want to ask you a personal question because I was, you know, talking about that. And it wasn't okay. an anti, anti-CNN or anti-Fox or anything, uh, you know, when I, I was talking about it. It's just that one particular. It just surprised me that they would support Mitt Romney over Barack Obama. You haven't seen that in many, many years. But I have a question for you watching the news because, again, I grew up watching Channel 4, Channel 5, mostly a little Channel 11 when Paul Majors was there, Channel 9 when, when passed. So I've watched all the news channels. And I didn't notice what's happening now on the national news, and I'll just use CNN and Fox as the two examples. On CNN, everybody on that channel looks smug as hell, and everybody on Fox acts arrogant as hell. Why do they do that, Liz? You know, I, I, I think it is a, a style thing, and sometimes it's funny. Too, I'll watch, I'll watch them, I'll watch them also, and I'm just like, it's like living on Mars or something. Like, what actually is? Happening. Right. You know what? What is? What is the truth? How can somebody on one side say something and somebody is on the other? You know, the the complete opposite. But I will say, just after living through this experience the last couple of years, it is interesting what is capitalized on and perhaps what is ignored. I think I've seen that um, play out through 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 the police narrative. Um, through COVID, I think that that's brought a lot of things to light. But it is interesting how some of these stories are coming around. And I think people want journalists and stations to just admit if they are wrong or if they were wrong about their reporting and in things. Right. I mean, I get it. Like, but that's what bothers me also is that there's not that that recognition or that transparency, uh, if you will, if if they got something wrong. Well, I will tell you what, when I, in 1980, 81, something like that, when, when Catherine and I moved to New York, I was doing voice over there, the number one thing, and again, people, I don't know that people realize Minneapolis-St. Paul is one of the by far best news, uh, television news state, uh, cities in the, in the United States. My favorites are Chicago and Minneapolis. Minneapolis-St. Paul is number one. Chicago's number two. Catherine and I moved to New York. We live at 20th Street and 2nd Avenue. I turn on the news, and it's like, tonight on the evening news, ladies and gentlemen. I was like, these guys are terrible. <laughs> Is it because I grew up in a great news market like Minneapolis-St. Paul that I'm so judgmental? And I, I think it is a, a great news market. It is. For sure. Yeah. You will see, though, you know, there everybody's hiring younger people, which is totally fine. I was young when I started at CCO2, but I'd been a reporter for six years when I started there. Um, but it is, it is becoming, which I also think so, it's opened up room for some of these independent uh, ventures, if you will. Um, everybody's kind of doing the same story. Everybody's going to the same press conference every day. Everybody's reporting off the same press release every day. I like the fact that there are these, there are these other, you know, venues offering something different because you can kind of turn on every channel and they're running the same story almost at the same time mm-hmm. with the same script yeah. in, in a way. Um, so I like the fact that we're bringing something different to the conversation. Right, so I've got another question from the audience. Oh, uh, <laughs> she goes, oh. They want me to ask you about the blonde reporter Halloween incident, whatever that is. Blonde reporter, the blonde reporter Halloween incident. I don't actually know they what that is. It's a good story. Uh, yeah, they just say, ask Liz about the blonde reporter Halloween incident at WCCO. Was Frank Vassalero wearing a wig? Is that what it was? It could be. Yeah, it. I'm trying. Okay, I'll, I'm going to think about this. But as right now, this is not ringing any bells. But it might be because I am blonde, so maybe. 
<laughs> well, maybe that's the point. Well, the listener's still in the chat wait, room, wait a minute. so... Is that the punchline? They can probably uh, elaborate. And while they do elaborate, we have Wendy on the phone. Wendy, how are you? Hello. I'm really good. Liz, I really loved your reporting. And, you know, the place that you land now, I will definitely watch you on there because I know that you're just telling it like it is and you're not trying to, you know, stuck, you know stick some woke crap just to make, you know, make yourself <laughs> – feel popular with the crazy crowd i i like Thank honest you, news I appreciate and that. if that's what i'm going to get from you i love it <laughs> well, thank you so much wendy i i really appreciate that that's 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 very nice yeah i'm not going to try to appease the woke crowd because here's the thing you can't it's impossible if there's one thing no. i i've learned yes, it is. you can't <laughs> you cannot by the way is is wendy still on the line did she hang up already she's Do we all remind her now because uh, I was going to I was going to point out to Liz that you've never met Wendy, but Wendy's a very, very intelligent woman. So I don't know why she's saying these nice things. I don't get it. Wendy. <laughs> well, let's the check is in the mail. <laughs> check is in the mail. It was very nice of you to call in about that, Wendy. We, we need to help people along here that have been treated poorly. And I do not like. Well, like I said, Liz, I'm going through some of it right now. It's very, very uncomfortable. You know what really upsets me about it is you make hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars for a company over a 35, 40-year period, and you're still the worst human being ever born. (laughs) Oh, okay. Well, the money was okay for you, though, wasn't it, when I brought all that in? Okay. It's getting really old. It's not just in the news business. It's all over the place. No, it's everywhere. Yes. (laughs) Hey, Liz. You're not safe anywhere. Liz, could I ask a quick question? With Alpha sure. News, have you guys had a chance to kind of surf into this whole missing and murdered indigenous women story? And the fact that their claims, there are a lot of claims that they're, they're finding these women scattered throughout Minneapolis um, and nobody's reporting on them, that, uh, that indigenous women are being murdered and, and vanishing. And it's just this kind what? of... Um, yeah, it's true. And I've, I've spoken to a couple of people from the indigenous na- uh, nations and they're saying just nobody's really covering this. Um, it's well, W it's M M I W is the hashtag M M I W missing and murdered indigenous women. But it's, it's pretty startling. I think that's interesting that you bring that up. In fact, that is a topic that crime watch talks about with us on the podcast. Can I actually, I feel like kind of dirty about this, like teasing my podcast on your podcast. Is that allowed or is that? No, uh, totally allowed. Whatever you want. <laughs> you guys aren't going to now cancel me. Uh, no, <laughs> we don't cancel people. No, not going to happen. Okay, good. Just, just trying to make sure it's okay. But yeah, uh, Crime Watch does talk about that. She's dug into some of these uh, cases, and I think it'll be interesting for people to, to listen in on that. There is definitely something going going on that uh, that hasn't been talked about before. I'm glad somebody's tackling that because it is. It's disheartening. You know, I, I did cover true crime for eight years, nine years, and I would have these people sending in stories. They're like, can you do something on this? And I couldn't find reference material. I couldn't find any stories of any of the newspapers the news stations covering these murders and and it's just there's nothing to dig up the only way you're hearing it is is these kind of superfluous websites that are reporting right. these these cases and asking the same questions why are, why is nothing being done and i think we've seen again and again how sometimes it does take the the fringe if you will to dig up some of the stuff i mean look no further than the jacob wetterling Right story, uh, and and how that came to light. So yes, that is a, a topic and and something uh, we'll be digging into today, and hopefully uh, more to come on that too. Awesome, magnificent. From uh, Louisville, Kentucky, Joe sends me a message that says, "Yeah, way to stab me in the back, Liz. Way to go." Here's what the message says: I've been trying to get you to look at Alpha News for several months now, and suddenly you're interested. You pill. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Liz. I really appreciate Joe in Louisville, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> so, thank you, Joe. Okay. All right. We oh, have thank you, Joe, because Tom's a pill. Another call. All right. We have Craig on the phone. Craig, how are you? Hey, how are you? Are you still living on the border? Is there still a border? Do we even have a border anymore? No, we don't have a border. It's a joke. No. I don't think so. It's unbelievable. By the way, Liz, you come on the show, all of a sudden we're getting calls from Louisville and Brownsville, Texas, and all these. You're big shot. She's a big deal. That's well, why I wanted her on well, the show. This is, this is great. I'm, I'm nervous about these calls. 
Well, he's, <laughs> as nice as, if he's as nice as Wendy. Let's just keep let's just keep taking the calls. Perfect. We, yeah. we shall do that. Yes, Craig, you are up. Hey, uh, listen. One of the biggest problems, like I, I left Minnesota for Texas because I couldn't stand Minnesota anymore. And the and I I was living actually in the Duluth Two Harbors area, and I left the area because it, it was. It was so corrupt, and and the thing was is that there wasn't like we're just being like outsourced and stuff like that. But but here's here's my question: is that in 2021, the Duluth, Minnesota police uh, Duluth Police Department used a record amount of Narcan than any other city, including like uh, it's number three next to Minneapolis and St. Paul. Duluth has had. In, in, in 2021, the most over, the most deaths from overdose from fentanyl and heroin. Uh, they have one of the biggest outbreaks of AIDS and HIV in the state of Minnesota. So, so like, and I'm just listening. My question to you is, why is this story being so ignored by the local media? including the Tribune and the Pioneer Press, because if you look at the numbers, more people in Duluth have died from overdose deaths, suicides, and mental health than COVID. And yet no one no one speaks about that. Do, do you know why? And, and do you think Alpha News can maybe look into, like, how much the Duluth, Minnesota, Duluth Police Department spends on Narcan? I, you know, I, I, good thing I brought my notepad here. I'm taking all kinds of notes. Everybody's got some, some really good story ideas. We need, we need to be looking into for sure. I, I can't answer the, those questions right now, but I, I can tell you that I do think that's obviously something to, to, to be looking at. I am aware of the, the drug issues in Duluth, um, and that's certainly something, something to dig into. But that, that's kind of the point I'm trying to make is when everybody's looking in the same spot every day. Uh, there's a lot of stuff happening that we don't we don't hear about. And so, again, that's, you know, kind of my new commitment is to bring some of that to light. That's great, because this cut and paste me, journalism is terrible. Let me just say this, and I'll, I'll let you go, is that in West Duluth, it is so bad that the Minnesota Department of Health released a report uh, in September saying that they're concerned about the amount of out, the outbreak of HIV. And the thing is, is that it's not HIV from sex. It's HIV from using dirty needles. Yep. And that there's, and that, and that West Duluth, and that West Duluth has one of the largest clusters of HIV positive people. And Mm. it's insane. No one talks about it. It is insane. Okay. I'm just going to say it's LizCollinNews at gmail.com. That's where people should email me stories i'm going to be awake for days but this is you know (laughs) important (laughs) stuff um so i I appreciate it absolutely craig thank you happy wednesday everybody happy wednesday to you throw your time away from minnesota (laughs) (laughs) oh that's nice well that's the thing i mean you can tell craig still cares about what's what's going on here but oh yeah you know um that's what's hard is a, a lot of us i'm like i still you know, I, I still got a stake in the game. We got to we got to figure this thing out. We also have to stand up. We people in the middle here have to stand and go, OK, we've had enough of the extremists. We don't mind if you're left or right. That's not the problem. It's the extreme edges. You need to come to the middle or get the hell out. One or the other. <laughs> or just just peace how out. it is. Yep. Yep. <laughs> peace out. I agree. I agree. Do you do you do you have a few more minutes or do you have to go, Liz? I can hang on. Good, because we if, if you could do like 10 more minutes, it'd be great. We have to have you on all the time. This is this is a very, very interesting show. Everybody's involved. Everybody's engaged. I think one, one thing that we're doing here, Liz, is I don't know if we're assuaging people's fears at all, but at least they're thinking about now. Everybody right now is so on edge. They're so nervous and, and just, uh, it, it's, well, I suppose when, I pulled in the gas station the other day. I have a 23-gallon gas tank, a 24-gallon gas tank in my car. Pull in. I fill it up. $102 to fill up oh my car. Oh, my God. Yeah. Liz, $102. Well, buy a bike. 
No, but at the same time, in 19, 1971, I'm driving up to Grand Forks, North Dakota, and I was driving a Volkswagen at the time. And again, this is 52 years ago. I pull in, I fill up the Volkswagen, and the guy comes out and he goes, man, I never saw, I thought I never would see this. I said, see what? And he goes, your fill-up costs over $10. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that Those very clearly. Those days, add a zero now. Yeah. <laughs> add a zero now. Wow. Liz, I think we need a lot more people. The fact, the fact that you didn't just cave in when they came at you the way they came at you. You didn't just cave in. You did what you could do. Now you're on Alpha News. You're gonna, you know, hopefully be a, a guest on this show many more times. Or you can come on every so. day if you want to. I'm just oh, honest wow. to God. It's very stimulating. It's good news because nobody is is getting upset and going these extreme positions. We're just like, hey, could we just live our lives? Would that be okay with you? I just like to live my life. Yeah, and I guess my my thought is too. I I've always had a really good sense of humor. I don't take myself seriously. Right. I mean, that, to right. me, I mean, everybody is taking themselves so seriously. This is just life, yep. people. It's life. Like we all, and we all want the same things, don't we? I think we all do. I really don't think it's, it's that, yep. you know, black, black or white. Um, and it took me a long time to get here. I'm not saying it's been, you know, rainbows and sunshine. That's for sure. Um, I think I've gone through all kinds of different stages. Um, but you know, I also believe there, there's more to, to life too. I'm a, a person of faith, and that's really what I think helps keep me, keep me grounded. As well, and I think we're all kind of tasked with sharing our gifts and talents, um, you know, in a way to make the world a, a little bit better. And if that's through the truth, then so be it. Well, I hope if you're a person of faith, you're you're not a Christian because boy, that's a sin in America now. <laughs> Every other religion's okay, but not that one. Oh it's my just... gosh, are we talk about this now? Can we wait? An... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we'll do we another show. Save on... some material. <laughs> we will save some t- material, Liz. But look, I'm I'm not an overtly religious person. I I would like to think that maybe there is a greater good out there. I mean, God is just a shortened version of the word good, and D evil is the devil. And I mean, right? so it is what it is. But uh, why can't you just believe that maybe there is something much bigger than us? I have no problem with that at all. I mean, there better be, Tom. That's all. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. If this is it, forget about it. Yeah, I'm going to be uh, pissed if. The- <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. It's it's wonderful. Hey, look, you need to get a sense. I would point today at Catherine and Liz Collin. Get a sense of humor. Look at who they married. <laughs> so anyway. <laughs> laughing we would be crying constantly yeah that's exactly right no it's a daily struggle we should start a support group Catherine. we should oh god here we go (laughs) bob i'll give you a call later and we'll have to talk it over and no i am i'm just so happy to hear that you embrace this you took it head on first and and you embraced your your malady or whatever they created for you somehow it just oh my god you married the how is it any of their business who you married first of all that's none well, of their I, business. I, yeah, I find that interesting too. That um, yeah, I actually think you can marry who you want in this country. That's yeah, that's what I heard. <laughs> one, one of the things that I think it, it is great, but you know, as I've said, Bob has been built up. When I even read about Bob, I mean, I did my research. It wasn't like actually I was slightly insane because I'm a reporter. This is what I do. But I pulled his tax records. I mean, I was doing all kinds <laughs> of stuff before I even went on a date with the guy. Um, and then, you know, I read everything, obviously, too, and, you know, met him. And I'm like, God, I just don't even see. He's, like, built into this person that it, it's very strange, you know, when yep. you see it in black and white. And then when you meet the person, I'm like, oh, this is not what I expected. You're actually really nice. <laughs> no, he's a great guy. Bob yeah. Kroll is one of the nicest guys I know. One thing I will say about Bob, because I deal with the same thing, and it's not an intentional thing, but for some reason... Bob and I look scary. I don't know why. It's the resting bitch face, I tell (laughs) you. We have Bob and Bob and I have resting bitch face. (laughs) Oh God! No, you're not going to lunch. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, (laughs) forget the lunch thing is out. Forget it. I'll never hear the end of it. But no, I, I I think that Bob intimidates people just by, and he doesn't do it on purpose. He just looks like a tough guy. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah, the, like I said, the mustache—it's you know, a long, it's a battle. He's been fighting for years, but he just—he just, he just thinks that that's really cool. So whatever. 
It's well, 1973 in his mind still. It's just how he is. <laughs> <laughs> he takes a beating every day, doesn't he, Liz? Oh, he, yeah, he does. It, it's <laughs> There's no he, doubt. I think he always thought he was the boss. I mean, the guy was never married before. Um, so he decided to take this all on in his, in his 50s. Um, so it's it's been a, a transition for him. But really, he... I know that this always sounds crazy, but I mean, he really is like a teddy bear. I mean, the, he, he is great. He is. Yeah. I will tell you my experience. He's going to be pissed for me, for me saying that though. Sorry. Hopefully nah, you know, no, yeah, but he's a teddy bear with an attitude. Like the Seth MacFarlane movie. Right. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Maybe not like Ted. Yeah, hopefully not. <laughs> Liz, we are going to keep it. If you don't mind, uh, we'll, we'll get in. I want to get in touch with you and talk to you about uh, doing some other things together. Um, right. I, I, I love it. The honesty of it all. And like I said, I've always liked Bob anyway. Just a great guy. And I thought he was getting a pretty bad rap. Look, I will tell you something. I don't care if it's. Uh, and I, I, I'm really feeling bad about the sheriff right now because Hutch is a very nice guy. He made a massive mistake. There's no doubt about mm -hmm. it. But I've always liked Hutch. He's a very, very nice guy. Go, go across the board, Minneapolis, St. Paul, all the suburbs. The cops couldn't be better in the state of Minnesota. Uh, you, you stir the pot, you're going to get in trouble. But I think... Mm -hmm. uh, I got no problem with, with law enforcement. I, I know that four-year-olds don't get punched in the face and people's cars don't get stolen and people don't get stabbed seven times waiting for a bus. Right. We need right. And, I, and I'll say, too, you know, the law enforcement, uh, to be a part of that family is incredible. I'll say that they've oh, yeah. held me up more so in the last couple of years than the journalism <laughs> community certainly has shown shown any support. So. I um, I have no no problem just saying what what wonderful people and just how lucky um, I yep. felt to, to be a part of part of that family. Some of the best people I've ever met, hands down. Anybody that is willing, you know, to, to take a bullet to put themselves first, those yeah. are selfless people, and that's why they they go into that profession. They don't go in, you know, being racist and all the things they've been called uh, over the years. Right. It's just simply it's simply not not true. It's not true. I agree. What we're going to do, and Bob, I, I'm assuming Bob is listening, supporting his lovely wife, Liz Collin. But, Bob, I first met Bob Kroll, I believe, at Mayslacks many, many, many years ago. It might be time to get that lunch going at Mayslacks again, Bob. we got to get everybody out there, all the coppers. <laughs> we'll have a ball. We'll have a great time. Liz, we will reach out soon. Thank You are a terrific guest. Thank you for your honesty. Alphanews.org. That's alphanews.org is the website. Anytime you got a great story that you want to want to promote, Liz, please do call in. We'd love to have you. Thank you, guys. I am really grateful to be talking to you. I've been a, a big fan forever. So thank you so much for having me, and awesome to talk to everyone. Catherine, we'll do lunch. Let's, let's yeah. go ahead. <laughs> we'll we'll commiserate. <laughs> Thanks, Liz. And when, have a good day. And when you're ready to do that big expose on paranormal radio show hosts from Minnesota, Liz, you have my email. Tomorrow's good for me. Awesome. <laughs> thank you. Tomorrow's good for me. <laughs> we got to take a break. Back. We'll be back in a few minutes. Thanks, Liz. Bye-bye.